Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Mob Squad Pod. This is episode 27. And yes, this is not a prank. This isn't a joke. We're actually here. We're actually back. It's been a hot minute, but we're back. And you got all three of us this week. You got me, you got Aaron, you got Manny. So, Aaron, what's up? Start with you first. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, yeah, it has been a long while. Uh, I've just been, I've been traveling a lot and I haven't been in town. Uh, so I've been trying to watch the games remotely. So I'm catching bits and pieces here and there. Uh, I am excited for this upcoming mm-hmm. matchup, though, this week. So, um, yeah, there's lots to talk about. I'm very excited about the win on Saturday. And I am excited for what's coming up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then we got Manny. Manny, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? Happy New Year, first of all. Hope um everyone here uh, en- enjoyed it with loved ones and whatnot. Yeah, it's been a minute, man, but it's been a heck of a ride, though, within that one minute or that one month, per se, right, for Rams fans. I mean, up and down, you have, a, you have no idea what team you're getting. And my goodness, here you are, right? You're one game away from the conference championship. and Man, all I got to say is championship defense, Nick. We've been saying it all season long. And, man, did they show up this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> played their asses off, to to say the least. And uh, certainly w- we haven't been skipping out on podcasts due to lack of content because, like you said, there's been a lot that's been going on. I think since our last episode, we lost to the Jets, which I could – I could talk about that for an hour and still be pissed. We lost to the Jets. Then we got put in a situation where it was win and get in. And if we lost, there was a chance we might not make it. Uh, Oh, by the way, Jared Goff broke his thumb. Uh, And not only did he break it, but he actually dislocated it and then put it back in himself on the field. Um, So then we had to start our backup. We ended up winning. I mean, there's been all kinds of crap that's been going on since we've done an episode. So it's just like, like Aaron said, there's been traveling going on. Um, I know I did some stuff around the holidays. I know Manny did some stuff around the holidays. Um, and Manny's, I think you just started what your master's program recently. Yeah. Um, I was preparing for that. I that actually began this past Monday. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not like we didn't try. I mean, we've been trying, but of course, with the holidays coming up and obviously with the whole 2020 that just happened, um, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess we were all just trying to get things organized, get things in order um, for 2021, man. And um, man, I mean, if you would have told me after the loss of the Jets, um, you know, after you actually rather convincing win against the Patriots, right, on that Monday night game, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, are the Rams even going to have an opportunity um, to even make the playoffs after you go to Seattle you play one heck of a game, but unfortunately, when you get in the red zone, you decide not to score touchdowns, right? And then your defense is left up there thinking what the hell's going on. We, you know, the Rams started a quarterback that, you know, his last start was one in the AFL or the Arena League. I can't even pronounce his name right. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I started grad school one now, so that's another uh, journey of mine. And uh, I hope it, uh, you know, it's just one of the things that I kind of just made a, you know, a big thing on, right? I mean, um, you can never stop learning. You can never stop gaining, you know, responsibility. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of told myself, if it's there, why not go for it, right? I mean, you never know what can be lost the next day. So there you go. Yeah, so we've we've all been super busy. So if you're still here with us, we appreciate it. You guys are the real ones for sticking around. If you're listening to this, we freaking love you. So first thing I'm going to do before we even get into much of a discussion about the game, because we really didn't get to talk about the game amongst ourselves that much before the game. And if you guys watched any preview shows or anything leading up to this game, like I did, I didn't see any quote unquote expert or anybody picking the Rams to win this game or even have this game be close. So the first thing I'm just going to start off with, and I'll start with you, Aaron, and then I'll go to you, Manny. Aaron, did give me your honest answer going into this game. Did you think the Rams were going to win against the Seahawks? I did. Okay. Uh, if you would, if you would have told me that the Seattle Seahawks were going to have a full house of fans, that would have been a different story. Uh, but I still believed in the Rams defense. 
I was hesitant to believe in their offense, and I still don't think their offense fully showed up other than maybe Cam Akers. Um, but I still had faith that the defense was going to step up and they were going to limit Russell Wilson in that offense. I thought Ramsey was still going to be the guy to, to limit Metcalf on his receptions, even though he still had a pretty decent game. Um, no, honestly, I, I felt confident that this was a game that they could win. I mean, they've already shown that they can beat the Seahawks earlier this year. Yeah, they lost uh, their second matchup against them, which also they lost the division with. But I felt highly confident they had a good chance of winning this game. It was the following game I was worried about. So <clears throat> I wasn't surprised. Um, and like I said, defense stepped up. Offense still was a little lackluster. Finally scored a touchdown. But uh, it was kind of what I anticipated for a game. and. I was just happy to see they came out on top. Okay. So, Manny, I'll come to you now. Before this game, what was your honest thoughts going into it? Did you think the Rams were going to win this game? Whew. Um, I want to be honest, guys. I was worried. Um, I was worried about this offense because, obviously, um, golf wasn't 100%. Um, I was worried that um, – how do you pronounce the backup quarterback's name? I'm sorry. Wolford. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not to say that, you know, um, if he played a solid game by me, by, by me saying a solid game, I mean, no turnovers. Right. Um, obviously, I was expecting the Rams to come out here, at least try to establish the run. Um, and you know what? Like in, in all sense, like, you know, the defense has always been there all season, man. I mean whether they give up 30 points in the first half, but then the second half they create turnovers, they score off picks and create, you know, more more possessions for their offense per se, right? So that's that's one of the things that I was hoping to see, man. And wow, like the way that the defense was able to step up in crucial possessions and what's the one key um, stat that I looked at in this whole game for the offense? Zero turnovers. It is amazing how when you have zero turnovers and you go three, let me see, you go three for 15 on third down, you can win a football game when your defense steps up like that. I mean, that's just insane to me. So that's what, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, so I'm going to answer the question now and I'm being dead honest here. I was not worried for one second about this game. And it was I mean, pissing. I mean, it, I, I mean, Nick, I know for sure you all season you have not believed in that Seattle offense, and I think it it showed its true face this weekend without a doubt. It wasn't even so much the offense. I, I kind of – I always give Russ the benefit of the doubt because he's Russ, but my biggest thing was I got so tired of everybody this week just telling me how great the Seahawks defense was. Everyone this week or this past week – was like, man, this Seahawks team's a totally different team. The first eight weeks, their offense was great. Their defense was trash. Now look at them. Their defense is amazing. And it was like, okay, I, I guess I could give you that. But you guys are also forgetting one key thing. The Rams have had the best defense the entire year, this whole time. So that was the thing that was really upsetting me, was no one was giving us any credit on our defensive side of the ball. And I'll give you the fact that our offense could have been really sketchy. We had backup coming in. So you never know how that's going to play out. So I'll give people that. But honestly, going into this game, I was never worried just because I knew our defense was so superior and so good. I just knew that we were going to win. I just knew it so much. So I actually put money on this game and I won a decent chunk of money on the Rams because I put my money on the Rams to win straight up. I didn't even take the points. I just knew that they were going to win. So I'm I'm super happy that they did if for no other reason all those experts from the NFL network and ESPN and everybody that picked the Seahawks uh you guys are going to have to take that L. Um and what's funny is we we, we don't talk about the Green Bay game just yet, but it's funny going into this Green Bay game, I'm starting to hear and see the same things. I don't know if you guys have seen anything different I haven't seen anybody give the Rams a, a legitimate chance to beat the Packers this week. Everyone seems to think that we're just a terrible team that somehow made its way into the playoffs. So, but I guess we can save that conversation for when we start talking about the Packers game. We'll do a little bit of a recap on the Seahawks game. Obviously the final score was 30 to 20. And I think that's a little misleading 
I don't know about you guys, but I felt like the Rams won like by 40 because their defense was just so on it. Didn't even feel like the game was that close. But maybe the biggest storyline coming out of this game, at least to start the game, was immediately second series in, John Wolford gets a stinger right to the neck, right to the head, and he's out. So all week, Sean McVay was noncommittal. He would not name who his starter was going to be. Obviously, Goff was coming off the fracture, and he had pins put in his thumb. And then you had Wolford, who was coming in as the backup with only one NFL start. So we didn't know what we were going to get until literally a minute before kickoff. It ends up being Wolford, and literally the second series, he's done. He's out. Um, One thing that seemed to be a big point of contention when it happened and even the next day was Jamal Adams' hit on Wolford. So I'm curious to see what you guys think. Did you guys think that that hit by Adams was um, shady? Did you think that that was kind of a little late? Did you think that that was unfair? What were your thoughts on that hit? Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, you want me to go first? (laughs) Uh, I always get get the, the defense a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, I mean, he's running full speed. He's looking to make a tackle. Um, I think a lot of times it's difficult to tell maybe when a quarterback's planning on going down. Uh, I mean, I know from my perspective, I'm a lot slower and I still struggle with maybe if somebody's going to go ahead and just dive onto the ground versus when you're going to, I don't know, maybe two hand touch them or something on my behalf. But these guys are moving at a lot, a lot faster pace. And you got a, a quarterback that's mobile. You might not know he's going to go down. And there he goes. And now you're, I mean, it's probably tough to kind of let up a little bit. So um, I like to get the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't a intentional um, play. I mean, a lot of these guys, too, they are looking to hit. They want to hit that guy. They want to make sure, hey, look it, don't come running this direction again. Otherwise, you're going to get hit. Uh, so a little bit of my head tells me that, you know, maybe he wanted to send a message to, but maybe not to the extent that he wanted to hurt the guy. So, um, yeah. I, Aaron just answered the question, man. <laughs> he got no. it. He got it. I would say he yeah, got no. it. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that one, Manny? Did you think that it deserved a flag or do you think that it deserved a personal foul or an ejection or anything like that? Or that's just the game? Listen, I thought it was a dirty hit. I thought it was uncalled for. He was diving already, and per se. I thought we were here to protect the quarterback. Um, but yet, here we are in a playoff game. What if you eject the Seahawks' best player on the field? Because to me, Jamal Adams was their best player on the field on both sides of the ball. Um, what if, what's going to happen there? And then when you look at the NFL context, right, of protecting the quarterback, unfortunately, he didn't slide first, right? He dove. So basically, when somebody, when a quarterback dives, that's not basically like you're giving up yourself, basically, right? So that's basically, you know, any player can dive and, you, you know, any defensive player can touch you to rule you down. If Wofford would have slid and if he would have gotten hit, then, of course, I believe that should have been a penalty. That should have been an ejection and, and, and the whole nine yards. I still think it was a dirty hit. Adams knew exactly what he was doing. He played by the rules, and I give him kudos for that because, listen, if that was us this, you know, if that's us this week coming up against Aaron Rodgers and he dives in, I want to get a hit on Aaron Rodgers like that, right? I mean, who who doesn't want to? Um, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know, Adams knew the rules perfectly. Um, he saw Wofford diving head first, not sliding in. And that's why to me, when they went into the replay booth, you know, it's it's kind of tough to all of a sudden, after you don't call it on the field, how are you gonna possibly call it after a replay, right? I mean like I said, yeah. it's the NFL rules. I'm uh, I'm with Aaron on this one. I actually, initially, when I saw that he got hurt, my immediate reaction, I think just as a fan, I was pissed. And I was like, why the hell did he do that? Clearly, he was trying to, you know, give himself up. But then I watched the replay and my rational side of my brain kicked in. And I was like, okay, this is football. This is a bang, bang game. These guys are flying around the field going 20 miles an hour. They're, you know... And he didn't slide, like you said. If he slid feet first, that's different. But when you try and dive, that's a totally different story. You're you're losing all protections. You're not a quarterback at that point. As soon as you break the pocket, 
you're a runner. So you don't get any of those quarterback protections. And especially if you go head first, you're going to have no protection whatsoever. And on the replay, uh, it looked like Adams was going in with his shoulder and he hit him with his shoulder. So I don't think he was trying to go helmet to helmet there. Um, I think it was just kind of a bang, bang play that was unfortunate. And certainly Jamal Adams wasn't like standing over him and taunting him. And he was immediately apologetic once he got up. So to me, it didn't seem like it was intentional. Um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And even after the game, they asked him about it and he said that he was not trying to do anything. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one, but it was definitely a controversial uh, point point after the game and d- during the game. Cause I know there was definitely a lot of Rams fans on Twitter that were like, well, Russell Wilson's about to get hurt now because you know, eye for an eye brother, that's the way that goes. So I could see both sides, but just me personally, yeah. I think that's one of those bang, bang plays. But Nick, but then here is where my issue comes in, right? So what if that's Russell Wilson? Okay. And what if Russell dives head first? And let's just say, um, Ebukam or somebody hits him like that, the same way that Adams does, I'm pretty sure there would have been a penalty. I'm pretty sure there probably would have been an ejection because I've seen this league protect their stars. I've seen it. We've all seen yeah. it. Yeah, so it's I'm possible. Just hoping that, yeah, yeah, so I'm just hoping that for the remainder of these playoffs, and let me say, I watched most of the games. The officiating has been atrocious. Yeah, it's Absolutely been pretty bad. painful to yeah, know that. pretty bad. Yeah, to know that this league is signing up these individuals that could cost players jobs, can cost coaches opportunities. I mean, my goodness, like some of these calls this weekend just had me just want to pull the hair out of my chin and try to see if I had any more on my head because at this point, I, I would just be on, you know, beyond myself. So that's my only thing. If you're going to call it on a quarterback that doesn't have the all-star-esque on his name, I just hope that when it comes to the real stars, that the ones that we're going to see this weekend, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I want to put Aaron, uh, Aaron, I want to put Goff in there, but not yet. Um, <laughs> right. I just hope that if a similar play happens to them, that they get the same treatment as Walker did, because we've seen it, man, in this league. Sometimes they, they give the stars calls. And just because you're not that particular player, they just say play on. Yeah. So in a perfect, I, I agree with you that had that been Russell Wilson, it might've been a flag. And uh, here, here's the, the problem. So officials in a perfect world, they call it right down the middle and they're unbiased. But at the end of the day, there are people just like you and me, and we all have our biases and a quarterback like Tom Brady is going to get a call that John Wolford just isn't going to get. So if the roles were reversed, would Russell Wilson have got a flag there? Yeah, probably. Uh, is that the right answer? No, but unfortunately that's just kind of the nature of officiating no matter the sport. Um, superstars are going to get the benefit of the call. Uh, even guys like Cam Newton, you could say, uh, might not be a superstar anymore, but for years we've been talking about how Cam Newton gets obliterated sometimes by defenders, especially helmet to helmet, but they don't call it just because Cam Newton is such a big guy and he's always taking those hits. And they don't really throw the flag for it. But if that was anybody else, yeah, that would have been a huge problem. So it's just one of those things. It is what it is. Superstars are going to get their calls. Um, I think the biggest storyline or one of the biggest storylines coming out of this game is how, and I had mentioned this several times throughout the year, the Rams really didn't have any major injuries this year. We had a couple here and there where people missed a couple weeks. Aside from the Whitworth injury, we got away or through this season pretty scot-free. But this game, uh, football gods, football karma, whatever you want to call it, they kind of hit us really hard because we lost Wolford. Donald had to leave. Edwards had to leave. Um, I'm forgetting who our linebacker was that had to leave, but I know one of our linebackers had to leave at one point. Um, Cooper Cup had to leave at one point. So this this was one of those games where people were starting to drop like flies, especially towards the end, which was kind of concerning. But the good news is coming out of it, Aaron Donald, it sounds like he's going to be uh, a go on Saturday. He's got a rib cartilage issue, but... All indications are he's going to be good to go. Cup, apparently it was knee bursitis, and apparently he's fine. He's going to be good to go. So um, I think we're going to come out of this okay, but, man, there was a point there in the game where I was like, 
okay, we're winning this game and we're going to win, but at what cost? I don't know if you guys had that feeling or not. I mean, absolutely. When you lose a guy like Aaron Donald, that's an instant impact. Yeah, that was that was crazy, right? Yeah, so that was 100% uh, concerning for me. Second he went out, I was like, please, God, make him available next week. Yeah. Uh, and then Cooper Cup uh, makes me concerned, too. I mean, the offense isn't as potent. Uh, but like Manny said, if we could limit those turnovers, that's always a good start. But when you lose one of your star receivers as well, then now uh, defenses, you know, concentrate on some other players. So it's always nice to have that that other option star player in there like Cooper Cup. So losing him, too, is another big, another big blow. So I'm happy to see both of them are going to be hopefully ready to go this weekend. But I am curious to see if they're 100 percent and the effectiveness they'll have out there on the field. Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody that has a rib injury, listen, it's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to breathe. But listen, Aaron Donald's a beast, man. He'll be out there. He won't be, uh, you know, 100, right? But then this is when you look at a player like Jalen Ramsey, right? I mean, the man has played an absolute wonderful season. I can't think of a single game where at least um, he actually um, shut down the other team's best wide receiver. And once again, he's coming up with another challenge in Devontae Adams, right? I mean. If you're the Rams defense, you know, tonight, and listen, you you, you all know that Aaron Donald's not 100%, but you've gotten pressure with everybody else on the front line um, last week. And that right there should be an emotional boost right there. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, it hurts to not have Aaron Donald at 100%. It hurts even more if possibly he wouldn't be able to play. But there's no excuses, guys. This defense knows – how to make adjustments. This defensive staff, Coach Daly, man, what a wonderful job they have done this whole season, okay? And, and then even when the Rams have lost games, right, they've made adjustments on the fly. They've given their offense an opportunity to win every single game this season. And I don't think it's going to change anything at all um, this upcoming Saturday in Green Bay. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yes, if you don't get to him with pressure, he can hurt you with his legs. Yes, he can go ahead and throw an 80-yard bomb with a flick of a wrist. But he hasn't faced a defense like this, okay? And Aaron Donald still being on the field at 50% still, to me, gives the Rams defense so much more confidence. And to know, like I said, with Jalen Ramsey being out there, to be able to cover a guy like Devontae Adams, and at some point, I expect Adams to get frustrated. I expect him to, you know what I'm saying, just trash talk a little bit in here and there. And this is when Aaron, you know, when other quarterbacks have gone after the other guy. You know, Darius Williams, more, you know, wonderful pick, read the, read the screen Before perfectly. Before we get too much into the Packers, I'm going to slow you down just a little bit. Before we get too much into the Packers, I'm going to wrap up the Seahawks. I know you're okay. excited. You want to talk about the Packers. <laughs> right, I know you're there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap up the Seahawks, and then we'll move on. Just I'll put a silver bow or a nice little bow on the Aaron Donald thing. I'm very glad that it's not one of those Drew Brees things and he broke like 19 ribs and he's not going to miss any time. I'm sure they're going to do some kind of rotation or something like that for him to give him a little bit of a break. But like Manny said, our defensive line has looked really strong. And if they have to do a rotation with Morgan Fox or Joseph Day or something like that, I think we'll be okay. Um, a couple other things. Cam Akers, Aaron talked about it. Cam Akers looked very strong, and I think this is the first game, at least for me personally, where the draft pick felt justified. This was the first game where I actually said, okay, now if, if this is what we get, if this is how we use him, then I don't absolutely hate the pick. Still not a fan of it, but I don't hate it as much as I did because he balled out, and without his performance, I don't know if we win. He carried the ball 28 times, had 131 yards uh, on the ground, uh, the touchdown. He also had 48 yards receiving. So that was like his coming out game. And if you're going to have a coming out game, doing it in the playoffs against a division opponent, I mean, hey, what more could you ask for, right? So very glad about that. Whitworth came back, looked good, looked like he was didn't miss a beat. That's great going forward. Love to see that. Again, touching on the kicker situation, it looks like we've fixed that. I think we can actually say at this point we've fixed that problem. I don't think kicker is going to be an issue moving forward. I'm sure we're all on the same page there that Matt Gay is probably going to be our long-term answer. Um, 
do I have any dissent there? Do you guys have an issue going forward with Matt Gay? Are you guys comfortable with that? Oh, the second they signed him, I was like, thank God. I think he's going to be a perfect fit. So no, I mean, you don't like him, Manny. Oh, he hasn't like... been under pressure yet. He hasn't been under pressure yet. Listen, those these these chip shot field goals and whatnot, and uh, I listen. I need to see more. But hey, he's making them. That's all that. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right. He hasn't had like you know a time expiring game winner that kind of thing. Um, so we haven't seen that yet, but. I've seen enough, at least for me personally, where if we get to a situation where we need a kick to win the game, I'm not super worried. I'll be worried because I'm a fan, but I'm not super worried. I mean, I'm not going to be slam slowman worried. Uh, you know what I'm thing... not. You know what. Oh, I'm go not, ahead. You know what I'm not worried about anymore, Nick. Questioning the pick for Cam Akers, man. I am not worried about that anymore. Um, I think I was probably the only one that actually, not that I didn't like it. Like I actually, I was okay with it, but I still questioned it. But man, he's, he's definitely taking the role of being that guy to just run the football for this team. And no matter how many carries he gets, you can tell, you know, he he has the legs, he has the vision, he has ability. The only thing I wish he had was that breakaway speed. Like yeah, like a like Todd Gurley, right? Like a Todd Gurley would do. Once yeah, like I said, I still am not a huge fan of the pick, but if he's going to do performances like this and Sean McVay actually uses him in this way and makes him a focal point and, and you know, gives him a chance to succeed, then I don't hate the pick as much. Um, it, I, I can be sold on it. So it's a good start, certainly. Uh, um, I think and I'll touch on this when we get into the Packers game here in a minute, but my biggest concern, one of my biggest concerns going into this game is going to be Sean McVay's play calling and decision-making. So we'll see what he does coming up this week with Cam Akers. Um, There's always a chance because we've seen multiple times this season, the Rams never had more than I think a two game winning streak because we would be really good for a couple games. And then it felt like Sean McVay would call a really weird game or he would make some really questionable decisions and we'd lose, but then we'd bounce back and we'd win a couple. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes going forward. Hopefully this wasn't just one of those flash in the pan kind of performances where he has an amazing game. And then next week he has like, I don't know, 18 carries for 40 yards or something, you know, well, hopefully that's not what happens. The other thing I'll say before we move on to the Seahawks, and I'm, I've said a lot about Jared Goff on this podcast. I'm a, I think I'm a, a fan of his. I'm a believer in him. He didn't have a great performance. I, I don't think anyone should have expected a great performance based on everything that he was going through. All I'm going to say is you can't question his toughness. That was an amazing game to, to, to just have the thumb issue. You know, the defense on the other side knew he had a thumb issue. No turnover. Yeah, that had to have been a target. He didn't commit any turnovers. Sean McVay, actually, I can't remember when the play was called, but he actually called a quarterback sneak at one point with Goff, and I thought I was going to lose my mind because that seemed very questionable. I don't know. He either did not care and was like, hey, pain is Goff's problem, and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. We'll deal with it. I don't know. Maybe Goff just told him, hey, I ain't no puss. You call that, and I'm doing it. I don't know. But when I saw the QB sneak, I kind of got a little upset. Um, but oh, anyway, man. you know they loaded him up with drugs. He they had to have. Go. They had to. Have. <laughs> there goes Doctor Aaron. <laughs> I mean, they had to have. They, there's no way he just went out there and like, eh, I'll take an ibuprofen. I'm good. There's no way. Um, Listen, I don't know what drugs in they might have given him, but he he had no turnovers. Okay, and he was smart with the football. If the play wasn't there. He took either the sack and he did not force it. Something that we've seen all year long, not to mention the game back in Seattle, which he was forcing things on third down. And it created picks for the Seattle Seahawks, and that's why they lost that game. So I'm going to give the man his credit, man. I'm going to oh, give yeah. him credit. So we'll go ahead. We'll move on to the Packers. Um, all I'm really going to say on this game is the more I think about it, the more comfortable I am. Because initially – as soon as the Bears lost, which we all knew that was going to happen, I was like, damn, we got to play Green Bay in Green Bay. Well, all right, it's been a hell of a year, whatever. But then the more I've thought about it, I'm getting more and more on board 
with this team and I'm having I'm come to this realization like wait a minute if you didn't doubt the defense last week you shouldn't doubt it now granted this is a different team but this defense is still this defense and they're elite so the more I think about it the more I'm comfortable with this game now on offense they're gonna have to play I think a perfect game that means no turnovers no drops no stupid penalties like no holding calls or blocks in the back any of that stuff I think on offense, they have to play perfect. This team can beat the Packers. I really think they can. Everyone thinks that the cold is going to be a big issue. I've never been a big believer in that. So I throw that stuff out the window. That's just me. Aaron, going into this game, what are your thoughts? Are you good with the Rams? I mean, you think we have a shot? Or are you kind of like, hey, this is the end of the road? What do you think? I think there's definitely a shot. Uh, I look at... I look at the Rams defense, like you said, I mean, we've been relying on them all season. You look at the Packers offense, you stop Devontae Adams. Who do you have for that? You have a guy named Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Aaron Jones, you stop the run, or even those little dump down passes. Uh, And then Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, make him rely on those backup, or not backup, but those other receivers like Lazard or Vandals, Scantling, uh, to make big plays, uh, put the pressure on that. So, I mean, you got three-star players, concentrate on them. Uh, defense, I am not that worried about. I think they're going to step up and they're going to play an amazing game. As you said, Nick, the offense is my concern. You see no turnovers in this game against the Seahawks, and they have a lot of success, even with not very astounding offensive stats. Um you have no turnovers against the Packers. You play a decent game. I don't even think you really need to play perfect. You play a decent game, well-balanced between the run and the pass. Uh, I think they have very much an opportunity to score some points. Um, you do not want another situation like the Miami Dolphins game where you turn the ball over, but you have an amazing game still losing. So uh, I think they definitely have an opportunity here to come out with an upset. Uh, you have a couple guys to keep an eye on. Defense, defense, defense. What do they say? Defense wins championships. The Rams have the defense. You can win a championship with an okay offense, but if you have an amazing defense, you have much better success. So I feel like they have a strong chance. Manny, you, I think earlier when you were talking about Devontae Adams, were you going to say that, that's going to be the major key as far as the defensive side is taking away Devontae Adams, or do you think that there's something else that they need to do? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the Packers offense the whole season, they have one or two things that, um, you know, actually gets them going. That's running the football with Aaron Jones, obviously. And then, of course, it's all about Devontae Adams. You're able to shut down Devontae Adams and make the other guys come on and make plays. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, none, nobody else besides Devontae Adams scares me. Um, Aaron Rodgers cannot run the football. Um, he is the one of the best mobile quarterbacks I've ever seen. So that's one of the things that you also have to keep in mind. But I think this this, this entire game is going to rely on the Rams' offense. Okay, so you see over 150 yards rushing. Okay, um, this past weekend, that's one of the keys right there for you to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. Right, run the football, control the time of possession, gain those first downs. Okay. Um, and this Packers defense, I'm, I'm going to be honest as well. There's nobody on this defense I am scared of. There's absolutely nobody. Um, maybe their secondary is quite decent, I believe. Um, I think their cornerback King and somebody else, I forget their names. I mean, I have Alexander is really good. Okay, okay, yeah. So, like I said, their, their cornerbacks are really, really good. But the way that Sean McVay runs his routes with his wide receivers, right, dragging routes, um, stop and goes, behind the line of scrimmage type of stuff. So that might actually – um, be the benefit of this Rams offense, right? Because they have nobody they can stretch the field. Like, let's be honest here. There's no Brandon Cooks. Um, there's nobody on this team that can run a flat-out 4-4 um, down the field. This whole offense relies on running the football, play-action passes, and trying to get their um, wide receivers slash tight ends in space and getting the defense confused. And I see this as a perfect opportunity for a Sean McVay game plan coming up where, you know, if you run the football properly, you gain that confidence, you control the line of scrimmage, guess what? 
you know, your defense can give up 17 to 20 points. But to me, this could be a shootout, guys. Um, unless the, the weather right now is showing a, a heavy blizzard. Um, I'm not sure what what that is, you know, what is the proper weather right for Saturday in Green Bay. But if it's just cold and frigid, man, I, I truly believe that this game could be a blowout. And the Rams have a perfect opportunity to escape Green Bay with the W. Um, you know, and I heavily believe that it's about the Rams offense. You run the football, you control the line of scrimmage, you keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, and you score touchdowns. Touchdowns. That means seven, not three. Because if you get in the red zone and kick two field goals, you know Aaron Rodgers in a blink of an eye, just one play, he can throw an 80-yard pass. And guess what? Those two hardworking drives now become useless because now you're down by one, right? And it's the playoffs. So that's how I see it. I think that if it turns into a shootout, we're going to lose. I think that is going to be a recipe for disaster because. Well, didn't we have a shootout against Tampa? And Tampa, to me, has a a much better wide receiving core, right? I just don't trust this offense enough to do that consistently. That's my problem. I, I think they I think the opportunity or the possibility exists that they could. But. If you're telling me that we're getting into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, that I kind of that kind of worries me. I, I would feel more comfortable if our defense stepped up and our offense just played mistake-free good football. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with a shootout. That's just me. Um, as far as I know, the weather for Saturday is going to be mid-20s, and I don't think it's supposed to snow, at least last I saw. Um and who knows if that would help one team or or help you know hurt the other? Who knows? But it is going to be an interesting game in the fact that uh, I don't know if people realize this. Uh, Matt Lafleur used to be on the Rams staff. It was only for a year, but he initially came on board with Sean McVay, and he was an offensive coordinator for a year. Um, so they know each other really well. They're good friends. And the Rams have the number one scoring defense at 18 and a half points per game. And LaFleur has got the number one offense at 31.8 points per game. So we're literally going to have that argument that Aaron mentioned the whole, you know, super defense wins championships or is it offense? Because there's kind of two schools of thought. Some people think it's offense. Some people think it's defense. So we're going to have that argument. We're going to have that debate live in real time on Saturday, which one's going to win the defense or the offense. We'll see. I think it's going to be, at least to me, I think this is the game of the weekend. I I don't, there's no other matchup that I'm really that excited for. Obviously it's playoff football. I'm excited, but this game has me juiced. I want to watch this game like right now. I want this game to happen right now, tomorrow. Give it to me. I want it. I'm excited for this one. So it's going to be, I think, a fun one. I think some people are going to be surprised. I don't think they're giving the Rams that much credit. So we'll see. The I guess the biggest storyline, aside from the injuries going into this one, is going to be Goff and Wolford because we're literally going to have the same debate we did last week. McVeigh has not indicated who he's going to start, and I highly doubt he's going to pick one before game time. And there was a report that came out today that Jared Goff was quote, not happy about the decision to start Wolford. Um, he there's a, appears to be a little bit of, I don't want to say dissension. That might be a little too strong of a word, but there appears to be a little bit of friction between Goff and McVeigh. He apparently th- was of the opinion, I'm good to go. I told you I'm good to go. You should just believe me and you should start me. I'm the starter. And that's not what happened, obviously. McVeigh aired on the side of caution, knew Goff was hurt, and started Wolford. Um, so we're going to see what happens this week because if if that happens again and Wolford is picked to be the starter again, this might become an actual thing. And we've already seen this season, and Manny knows this really well, <laughs> with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, if there is any kind of dissension, if there's Please any don't kind remind of... Me. <laughs> if, I know it's I know it's really I'm soon. Already, I know I'm already going through that already. <laughs> if there is like dissension or a communication breakdown between your quarterback and your head coach, or God forbid, there's a trust issue, because that relationship is just like a marriage. If there's a trust issue or you don't have trust in the other person, that's just not going to work. 
long term, it's not going to work. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out this week and on Saturday. And I guess if we win, it won't necessarily matter because when you win, all your problems tend to go away. But if he does start Wolford and we lose, I feel like that's going to create a problem. Um, so we'll see. I I really don't want to have that issue going into the offseason, but I guess we'll find out. Um, so I'll just ask you guys, you're, you're the head coach. Do you want to start Wolford or do you want to start Goff? Where are you at right now? So Aaron, I'll let you answer first. Which way are you going on this one? I say you stick with the guy who played all season, at least most of the season, Jared Goff. He's healthy enough to play. Put him in. Uh, he's your starting quarterback. He's your franchise quarterback. He's the guy you've been relying on. Uh, don't put, I mean, not that Wolford did decent against the Arizona Cardinals, but I mean, this is only going to be his, uh, okay, He's this will be his third start ever. Um, he didn't last very long in his second start. Yeah, that second uh, one. <laughs> and this is a big time game. And you got a you got a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback in Jared Goff. Benefit of the doubt, give it to him. Uh, let him start. Let him play. And uh, maybe you know, maybe starting Wolford over him last week was maybe a little kick for him. So get healthy. Let him play. Don't bring in a backup guy at this point of the season. If you got a healthy quarterback like Jared Goff, you let him play. Manny, are you starting Wolford or are you starting Goff? Listen, I'm starting Goff. Aaron's starting Goff. Nick is starting Goff. Sean McVay is starting Goff. Okay. Um, I basically see this as maybe maybe Coach wanted to get under the skin of Jared a little bit because we've known all, all season, right? Jared has not had the perfect season. Like, let's be honest here. Sometimes we blamed it on Sean. Sometimes we blamed it on Jared. But unfortunately, it's Jared making those turnovers on third down. It's Jared not being smart with the football on special occasions. It's Jared not making the throws that he needed to in the red zone, right? Despite how bad the play call could be, it's Jared Goff whose ball, um, you know, it's basically, you know, the ball left his hands most of the time when turnovers would happen. So to me, I see this more as a wake-up call that happened. And as what I can see, you know, to me, Goff was a totally different quarterback this past weekend. He couldn't throw it the way that we normally have seen it, right? But guess what? His quarterback IQ was great. He, You know, he didn't force it. You know, if, like we've been saying, right? If the play was there, he made it. If it wasn't there, he didn't risk it. And that's one of the things that we've been asking for Jared Goff this, this entire season. Right, Nick? If the, You know what I'm saying? You have a championship defense. There's no need for you to go out there and try to play hero ball every single time. So to me, it's just something that maybe coach wanted to see how Goff would um, come out. And listen, of course, I'm saying this, right? But what if Wofford doesn't get hit? What if he doesn't come out out of the game? What if the Rams don't win that game? Obviously, what I'm saying is BS because obviously the Rams could have lost that game because you know there's so many things that could have happened. But I feel like with what happened last week and Sean saw, you know, not statistically what Goff did, but he did every other thing that we've been wanting him to do all season, which was take care of the football. And that, to me, pays dividends, especially in the playoffs once you're on the road. You don't turn over the football. You were 3 for 13 on third down for crying out loud, and you won the game. That tells you right there that your defense is good enough, right? So we all know it's going to be Goff. And it's not Goff, if it's not Goff, Man, well, Sean better win this game, man. Because if the I Rams am, uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced well, that it's going to be gone. <laughs> no, because there is a quote that I I want to read this to you guys because you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the way this quote reads, Sean McVay was very disappointed that Wolford didn't get to play, and he almost sounds disappointed that Goff had to play. Um, this quote leads me to believe that he very much so wants Wolford to start. And it kind of makes it sound like he doesn't trust Goff, which I was kind of thinking for parts of this season anyway, based on the play calling. But if you listen to this quote and you think he's got a lot of confidence in Goff, you let me know. That's not what I hear. So 
After the game, he said, quote, if Jared continues to progress, you feel good about that. But as you guys saw, it's a shame for John to have gotten hurt. I'm really happy. I'm pleased with what Jared did today. But John was getting into a rhythm. I thought he was seeing the field really well. I'm really mad at myself for calling that stupid play that left him susceptible to getting injured. So you you could make the argument there's not much there. But to me, that quote makes it, makes it sound like he really wanted Walford to succeed, and he really wants Walford to succeed going forward. But let's also be here, Frank, though, Nick. Listen, he, like he's not going to come out and basically tell the Packers, all right, golf is going to start next weekend, right? Oh, yeah, no, that game's not going to do that. Exactly. It's all it, To me, it's all about the media game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you basically keep the other team guessing. But to me, when it's all said and done, you know, on Saturday afternoon in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I believe Jared Goff, number 16, this franchise quarterback for this football team, will be their starting quarterback. And if he's not, ah, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what else to add to that. Yeah, I'm... I will say this, based on what I've seen from Wilford so far, granted it's not a lot, I will say that if he does start, I'm not as concerned as I would have been had this been like an emergency start kind of thing. Like if Goff had gotten hurt last week and this was an emergency situation and he had never started before, I'd be super concerned and I probably would, I'd be like, all right, well, we're going to lose this game. But I saw enough in the Arizona game to at least give me the confidence that he can manage the offense and he can manage the game. I don't think he'll lose it for us. I don't well, think. Then, well, then, Nick, if that's how you feel, then we have a problem at quarterback in the L.A. Rams organization. Because Jared well, no, Goff I, is your I, franchise I guy. And if you're telling me that you feel comfortable with Walford at the helm, my man. It's I'm just saying, season. no, I, I don't want it to sound like I want him to be our guy going forward. All I'm saying is if McVeigh d- goes that route and starts him, I don't think that's going to be a total deal breaker for the offense. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I can I could agree with that. Yeah, I, I just I'm not saying he's the guy going forward. I'm just saying if he does start, I don't think that's a deal breaker. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a good thing for this team, but yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, it's going to be a deal breaker. It's a definite loss. Um, I just no, don't have as much. But, but here's the way I see it, right? So the the Rams go out there, let's say on Saturday, and they win with Walford. Well, the questions of Jared Goff. Well, he was healthy, hundred percent, and healthy enough to play. But why didn't he play? It was a coach's decision because it's quite obvious he doesn't trust them anymore. Yeah. Well. So. Right? Here's what's going to happen, at least to me. This is what's going to happen. If he starts Wolford and the Rams win, you cannot, cannot go back to Goff. You can't. Because at that point, you're in the NFC Championship, and you can't go into the NFC Championship game and play this game and be like, oh, I don't know who I'm going to start. No, 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 guy. You've already committed. You, You started him against Green Bay in Green Bay, and you won. So you can't tell me you're going to go into the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl and be like, eh, I might start Goff. I don't. No, no, no. You've already committed, buddy. You can't turn back now. And then we're going to have a problem going into next year, and we'll just wait until we'll see. But, yeah, if he starts Walford and they win, there's no turning back. He, the, whether I think that's right or not, that's beside the point. Fact is, if he starts Walford and they win, he cannot go back. Because we've already seen, again, sorry, Manny, with the Eagles, Nick Foles came in and won that Super Bowl. That was not Carson Wentz who won that Super Bowl. Carson Wentz came back to the team. That was not the same Eagles team, and they didn't get close to a Super Bowl since. So you can't go back. Once you commit or the team thinks that this is the guy and you go another way, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't. So if they decide to go with Wolford, I think the book on Goff is going to be closed. I don't know and, what the hell they could do with him. I guess they'll have to try and trade him and eat a bunch of money. I don't know, but you can't turn back after that. And then obviously, guys, like the other side of it, I see it as this, right? So you start Walford and you lose, but golf was healthy enough to play. I mean, right there, the question this summer would be, is Jared Goff this team's quarterback going forward? Right? Yeah. It has, yeah, to, and be. That, it has yeah. to be. The, the, the question must be asked. To Sean McVay at the podium, if they lose this Saturday, Walford at quarterback, why didn't Jared Goff play? 
right? And he's going to have to answer those tough questions, you know, as well. So, you know, it's it's going to be very juicy. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be one of those things that obviously we won't know until kickoff. But, man, the type of drama that would happen this summer, if you, you know, once you once everything gets put together, because, listen, as an Eagles fan, I lived it, I saw it, and now the coach was made as a scapegoat. He got fired. And I would have never thought that seeing – you know, the only coach in Eagles history to win a Super Bowl get fired after three seasons. You know, it, there's you know, literally I, a statue I, outside I, of the stadium. And Nick, I took a picture with that statue less than two months ago. And I woke yeah. up this morning with a pain in my heart as a sports fan because the, you know, you know what I'm saying? To win the Super Bowl, you know, we're all NFL fans. We love our teams, right, per se. But when you win, you finally get to enjoy the journey of winning a Super Bowl. It means a lot to you as a fan. And to know that the man that won it for you is not there anymore at the helm because of his issues with the, with the, you know, with the franchise quarterback and his issues with the general manager and this whole, you know, bickering with the owner. I mean, it was just an absolute mess. <laughs> so, listen, the Rams organization we know is not there. Okay, it's quite obvious. It's just, you know, what what just happened in Philly, you have to kind of put those things together if all of a sudden there's a quarterback drama in the Rams organization and and it's just like we we, you know, basically explained. So yeah, that's the only thing I'm saying. It's kind of crazy how similar the situations are. Granted, the Rams haven't won the Super Bowl yet, but if that happens, you're literally looking at the same situation where you have a, a quarterback who is drafted I don't know if people remember, but Goff and Wentz were in the same draft. So you're literally looking at almost the same situation where you have a guy drafted to be your franchise guy. You don't start him in the playoffs. You don't start him in the Super Bowl. And then, God forbid, the Rams win with Wolford. And then this franchise is going to get turned on its head because I hope to God that's not what happens. But, I mean, who knows? We'll see. We're getting ahead of ourselves there. We'll just leave it. at. Uh, we'll do some predictions real quick, and then we'll just get out of here. Um, I, I think we're all of the same opinion. We think Goff should start. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I will say as far as my game prediction goes, I do think the Rams win this game. I am sold on this defense. I have been sold on this defense all season. So I think the Rams win this game and I, I'm super stoked for this game. I really am. Aaron, what's your prediction for this game? Who you think's winning? The Rams are going to win, man. They are oh, I love win. it. I just love hearing it. Like I said, defense wins championships, and this defense is playing like a championship team. So I'm guessing, you know, oh, let's see. Uh, I picked the Rams 24-17. That would be, man, if they could hold this offense to 17 points, people better put some damn respect on this Rams defense name because – they're really not right now, in my opinion. I don't think people are putting enough respect on this defense, but if they hold Aaron Rodgers to, and all these guys to 17 points, better put some respect on that name. Tampa Bay uh, held them to 10. I know, right? Dude, it's this, I don't, this defense is special, man. I really hope Brandon Staley doesn't leave. Um, Manny, what's your prediction for this game? I'm going to go with Rams House, baby. 27 to 14. And by the way, Bears fans, are just crying right now because their defensive coordinator just retired and Staley came from that tree. (laughs) That's all I got to say. I'm just glad that Sean McVay was able to make that hire, man, because one of the questions we all had was how this defense was going to be able to make plays. Listen, I miss Dante Fowler. I miss, um, you know, Littleton. I miss all these guys that we lost in the offseason. But, man, this defense has not missed a beat. It's created more turnovers than I ever believed. And they've played tough against tough competition at the quarterback position. I don't see this game being any different. Rams 27, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers 14. We'll see you next week. Obviously, the game won't be in L.A. because they're the last seed, correct? So, obviously, the Rams will be on the road. And I think that's fine. That's fine. You know, so. yeah. you, know you make a good point, Manny. Remember at the beginning of the season, we were all concerned. At least I know I was heavily concerned about this defense. Of course. Aaron, we had no linebackers. We had no linebackers. Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. We still don't have any linebackers. No. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. uh, Nick, uh, I was actually tweeting at James Lauren I to see if he wanted to come back and play. (laughs) Yes, I wish. We had no idea who was going to play at that position, man, but – 
my man Staley and his schemes, man, and you know, players just step up in big time games. Got to give those guys credit. Yeah, we had no Fowler. Um, we signed Leonard Floyd, who to this point in his, or to that point in his career had been kind of a disappointment because he was a first round draft pick, um, and we didn't really know exactly what Darius Williams was going to be. But yeah, this defense has just flourished, and Brandon Staley has got to get all the credit. Um, so for those that haven't heard, he's already getting interviews for head coaching positions, which if you're a Rams fan, you obviously you hate that because you've seen what this defense could be. And he's only been here one year, so it would really suck if he left after one year. Um, and to make matters worse, one of the teams that interviewed him for a head coaching position was the other team in L.A. It was the Chargers. So... It, I really hope that doesn't happen. I really hope he just gives it a little bit more thought and stays a little bit longer, but who knows? You never, it's hard to tell someone not to take a a head coaching job in the NFL because you never know when they're going to come up again. So we'll see how that plays out. Who knows? Um, Other note I wanted to throw out there was today. uh, We're recording this on the 12th. Today is the four year anniversary of the Rams hiring Sean McVay. So, just uh, FYI, thought it was pretty cool when I saw that. Obviously, the Rams hired him when he was 30 years old, which is unheard of. Who knows when we're going to see that again? That's crazy. Uh, and he came in and pretty much immediately turned around the entire franchise. From 2005 to 2016, the Rams cycled through seven different head coaches. They never finished above 500 in any of those years. They didn't make the playoffs. Um their offense was outside the top 20 in 10 straight seasons. I mean, it was just bad. It was really bad. Um, so here we are now. I would say the Rams are one of the premier teams, if not the NFC, if not the whole NFL, at least the NFC. Uh, so certainly that hire looks like it was an amazing hire and just wanted to throw out there since today's the anniversary. Uh, I think we've got one of the good ones. So thank God. Thank God we don't have any Adam Gases in here. Um, Final thoughts, and then we'll get the heck out of here. So, Aaron, any final thoughts? Um, you know, home home field advantage is not the same this year. So, a team, yes, they have to travel to another team's home and play there, but no fans. It's a uh, it, it's a different animal. So, the Rams traveling, whether they're traveling to Green Bay, yeah, temperature is going to be a lot colder. Um. It's not going to be as much of a factor this year. So I think it's definitely making the playoffs, aside from even just the Rams game, a little more interesting and a little more, uh, I, w- I don't know if the word fair uh, is correct, but um, having home field advantage this year isn't as much of a benefit as it used to be. So I think this year is going to be a lot uh, a lot more interesting than previous ones. Definitely. Uh, I I like to use the, uh, at least me personally, I like to use the final thoughts as kind of like my catch-all. I could talk about whatever the hell I want, whether that's football or, or whatever. And so I saw earlier today, because I know, Aaron, you're also a big Raiders fan, so I thought I'd ask you, you guys hired Gus Bradley as your defensive coordinator. Are you on board with that? You like that hire? Uh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the, the Jaguars have showed some success at defense, but then... Uh... I questioned it a little bit. Um, oh man, you had to hit me with the hard question. I was uh, just, you know, <laughs> I'm hopeful. That's what I, I wanna, do. That's what I, really I do. Want to be hopeful, Nick. I really want to be hopeful. But right. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not super confident in it, but I want to be hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I I get it because the defense is atrocious. Atrocious is the right word I want to use. It is so bad, and it frustrates the hell out of me. So, uh, anything, please please just make it slightly better than what it was before. <laughs> yeah. And I get what you're saying because there was, I can't remember what year that was. I want to say it was 2018, but the Jaguars had the best defense in the NFL. They were, uh, they were amazing. They would fly all over the field. They were physical. Um, that was the team that still had Jalen Ramsey. Yep. And I mean, they had, um, oh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name that played corner, but, um, 
they were a phenomenal defense. And then after that, it just kind of all fell apart. So I could see why you would be a little concerned because you don't know which yeah. one is. What, which you know, one are we going to get? We're going to yeah, get which one are you going to get? 2018 so, or we're going to get the defense of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, who knows? Or even but, 2019. I mean, with uh, Jalen Ramsey wanting out. So yeah, we'll see what kind of, um, see what kind of defense yeah. we'll get. Uh, Manny, final thoughts from you. I know I had a feeling you'd probably touch on the Doug Peterson thing. So if you wanted to talk yeah. about that again, or if there was anything else on your mind, you just wanted to hit on before we get out of here. There's no crying in football. <laughs> no, man. But come on, guys. I mean, listen, it, the the Eagles have been that franchise, right? I've never won the big one. And for me to be able to be alive and witness it and know that, damn, you know, like I can actually go to football heaven without, you know, crying or anything as a sports fan. It just sucks, man. It's it just it just sucks overall because when you win a Super Bowl like that, um, all you can think of is you know what? There's positive moments ahead. There's positive years going ahead. You know, because you you think that an organization, um, after winning something like that, will be able to build off it, right? And go up and you know at, at least keep it you know competitive and fun and enjoyable. This season was just a complete shell shock of themselves, and it was just complete crap from the first game being up 17 nothing against the Washington football team to then losing to them and then obviously we know the whole story with the record right was it four something and one and for all these giant fans they're still crying I'm like listen how about you start better than one and five okay and don't just win six games and think that the Eagles owe you anything like get the hell out of here with that and by the way as head coach I want the Niners defensive coordinator Robert Sala okay all right um the good quick, news is i, I guess quick. this oh yeah I, go gotta, ahead. I gotta say something just for my little time lapse i totally missed out on it i'm very disappointed that i don't get to go to the office this year because i would be talking so much shit about the oh Fox yeah oh yeah trust me yeah, i mean i sent I out a lot too. of text messages and there was not responses back from most of the people <laughs> Yeah, and a couple of the people were like, "Well, they're gonna lose next week to the Packers." <laughs> no, I yeah, really, really missed quiet. that opportunity. Uh, the uh, the uh, three and twelves were very quiet, huh? Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were. And uh, I watched the game at uh, my neighbor's house, and he's a big Seahawks fan. And I Ooh. I told him when I showed up at his house, I I brought him a couple of beers, and I was like, "Hey, man." Drink this one before the game. Drink this one at halftime. It's going to ease a little bit of the pain. And he thought I was kidding. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, we're winning this game. I'm just trying to help you out. And he got real quiet, real quiet, real quick. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone in this whole area has been really quiet. There's been a couple of people that are, like, um, you know, super salty. But for the most part, they don't have anything to say about the Rams. They're, they're all just kind of yelling at each other and – we need to fire this person, fire this person, trade this person. So Seahawks fans are the worst. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, the uh, the last thing I'll, I'll talk about as far as uh, final thoughts for me, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I can't remember what episode it was. I said it, but I definitely remember one of our episodes. I think they started off whatever it was, 7-0, 8-0, whatever it was. And I was like, hey, you know what? I don't buy it. I'm not buying into this team. I don't see it. I think they're frauds. Come to find out, they are frauds. Uh, they got their ass handed to them by the Browns, uh, and I think they deserved it. Um, the last three years, the Steelers started 7-2-1. Uh, and one. They finished 9-6-1 and one that year. 2019, they started 8-5, and five, finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Last year, they started 11-0 and finished 12-5, and five, and they still never did anything with that either. And then this year... They did almost the same thing. I think they started 11-0, and then they lost whatever it was, five or six in a row. Um, I, I I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if it's a coaching change that they need or if it's players or, or what it is, but I feel like they're uh, an entitled group. I feel like they think that just by them showing up, that's good enough for them because they've got Big Ben and they've got Juju and, and some of these other guys. So I, I don't know what it is, but all I'm saying is, the Steelers are in for a wool to hurt going forward because Ben looks like he might be retiring and the Steelers have got a lot of free agents coming up. They've got Juju, James Conner, Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton, Bud Dupree, Alejandro Villanueva. They've got a lot of guys that are going to be free agents. And so 
I don't know where Pittsburgh goes from here, but I don't think it's going to be up. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, we'll see. I, I, uh, I haven't been on them for a while now, and it looks like that was actually one of the takes I was right on. So I'm just cashing the check on that one. Uh, We we will uh, try and get back on somewhat of a schedule. Um, We appreciate you guys sticking with us. Hopefully, we'll be coming back next week, and we're going to be talking about a win. If not, we'll talk about the game. We'll do a little off-season stuff. And also, I've got some uh, weekend or year-in-review ideas that I think would make for some good content because, obviously, we've been recording this for this entire season, and we had a full off-season of predictions that we did and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be really fun to go back. That's not a good idea when it comes to my name. I don't think I hit on any. <laughs> well, that's that's why we do it. We go back and we listen to some of the stupid oh, stuff Aaron, that we said. Aaron, Aaron, um, Aaron, quick thing. I think my only prediction that I probably won was that the Raiders were not going to make the playoffs. Wow. That was the easiest prediction you could ever make. I mean, a prediction's a prediction. It is what it is. Uh, so if we, if we lose and we don't really have much to talk about, then, uh, we'll go back and we'll do some of those things and, and, you know, we'll, we'll still have some content to put out. And obviously there's always going to be Rams news. Um, especially if we do lose this weekend, depending on how we lose, there might be a lot of storylines to talk about. We'll see, but thanks for listening as always. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys next time.